calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sweet the Ladies Guide to Bro Culture. My name is Gina Bloom and this is the podcast where I, a transgender, bicoastal stand-up comedian, introduce some of my favorite women to the world of bro culture. That is pop culture that was meant mostly for men. And today we have one of the towering classics of film and of bro culture itself. We have The Godfather. That is... That is the actual Godfather, not such and such Godfather. That is not Godfather's Pizza. That is the real movie, The Godfather, starring Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, uh, Diane Keaton, uh, and a whole, John Cazale, a whole host of... Damn, James Caan. Man, there's so many people in this movie. It just goes on and on. Uh, it was both the biggest box office hit of 1972 and also the... Best Picture and Multiple Academy Award winner. This movie is pretty much unassailable. High film canon. It is in the uh, film registry as one of the top 100 films of all time. You could not get any bigger uh, movie than The Godfather. And it is basically the towering classic of bros all over the world. And that's what we're here to talk about. The motherfucking Godfather. (laughs) Could not get any bigger of a topic. All right. And we're going to do it all in one episode. Now, my guest today, this is going to be a, this is going to be a little different because we don't have a comedian uh, from the New York comedy scene today. We have uh, my good friend, uh, Monica Prada. She is the founder of Nouveau She, which is uh, a service for transgender women to um, come into their own, to like explore the, their, not just their outer presentation, but also their, their, their inner life. And she guides uh, trans women through their transition, including this transgender woman, uh, three years ago, I was a client of Monica's, and now we are lifelong friends. Say hello <laughs> to Monica Prada. Hello, and indeed we are lifelong friends. Lifelong Hi, friends. <laughs> yes, I'm wearing your kimono that you gifted she to me. Is, yay. <laughs> and sitting next to uh, Monica today is her boyfriend and official dog walker and all-around <laughs> good dude, Reed Whitman. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Reed. <laughs> this is the first. This is the first couple I've had on the show. This is the first of like my non-comedy friends I've had on the show. We're not funny. You you are funny. You are you're both very funny. That's a strong word. Otherwise, I would not have you on the show. I have plenty of friends that suck, um, that are just not funny people, and I will not invite them. I have high hopes for you guys. Please oh, do great. not disappoint me. 
All right, Monica, you have not seen The Godfather. Until today. Until slash today. Last night. <laughs> slash last night. Give us your first impressions of The Godfather. Ooh, first impressions. Um, yes. It was a lot. <laughs> like, there's so much happening. It is a substantial film. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it is a long film. It's so many films in one. Um, a lot of different feelings, many characters with many Italian names that sound like different types of fish that I would order off yeah. the menu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don Branzino. That, yeah, exactly. Branzino was my favorite. Um, I found it overall a bit hard to keep track of, uh, who was who. And, uh, there was a part of the movie where I didn't have my contact lenses in. <laughs> I swear to God, I could not tell one person from another. And it was a real challenge. And then Reed encouraged me to put them in. And I did. And, you know, uh, the movie looked completely differently, uh, quite literally and also figuratively, because I understood that these were different characters. Right. <laughs> different Italian men. Yes. This was frustrating uh, for me. <laughs> it was very frustrating for him. Um what else? I did not know that that was Diane Keaton. Are you telling me that Kay was Diane Keaton? Yes. Kay was my least favorite character. I found her profoundly annoying and an inappropriate fit for him as a wife. Anyways, <laughs> maybe more on that later. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we'll explore all of those all of those themes uh, here shortly. Uh, Reed, you uh, you gave me a short list of films uh, that you would want to discuss with Monica, and ultimately. Uh, I decided on The Godfather because I thought it would be an interesting challenge for Monica to sit through three hours. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing for her to sit through like an hour and a half of like Deep Blue Sea or like The Raid or something where it's like there's a bunch of visually interesting stuff going on. But I think that making Monica sit through three hours of Italian accents <laughs> was going to be something special. How do you feel now having gone through this experience with her? I wasn't surprised. Um, it was very frustrating. Um, she alluded to uh, the <laughs> fact that she wasn't wearing contacts. I think that's kind of something that you should probably already have in your eyes if you have been genetically uh, given poor eyesight and you're watching a film. Um, also, I think Monica's trying to be a little more warm about the film. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit longer. I think <laughs> many, many times throughout the movie, she would just be like, oh, this <laughs> it was is too so long. long. She did fall asleep several times. She was a little sick. Um, but I also don't think that's excusable. And the fact that the film ended without her being like, is there a sequel to this? This fact she didn't say that, I think, is fundamentally problematic it in It felt general. like a comfortable ending. Um, <laughs> funny. Uh, so this is probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen this movie. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a great film. It's always good to see it a few more times. I had to, you know, kind of check myself and realize this is the first time uh, she she saw it again no real surprises um but yes very disappointed with how she reacted to to an american classic outside of the bro realm as well just uh i didn't dislike a, the movie. a general american classic no uh also not surprised by that reaction one bit in fact that was the reaction that i was expecting <laughs> and both hoping for all right so before we get into the discussion of the godfather i'm going to give you a quick recap uh for those uh two or three of you who are unfamiliar with this film the godfather is the story of the corleone family uh that is a mafia family uh in the 1940s to 1950s uh it, the head of the family is vito corleone and that is played by uh legendary Marlon Brando and probably his most famous performance in uh, a career full of iconic famous performances. He is the boss of, of all. He is the boss of all bosses of the Corleone family and he is basically there to fix problems. Uh, people come 
to him from the neighborhood and they ask him to, you know, right some wrong for them. Uh, the film opens with um, uh, an undertaker or, or a funeral home director basically asking uh, Don Vito to um, take care of a man that disfigured his daughter, basically kill him. Uh, Don Vito is kind of unsympathetic at first because he thinks that he's not nice enough to him. Like it's kind of a, kind of a, shitty position but then he eventually uh trades favor for future favor when you say read he basically says i'll do this for you and then in the future i may or may not need you uh and that's kind of your introduction and then we go into a lengthy uh wedding sequence where don vito's uh daughter played by talia shire the sister of uh director francis ford coppola is married to uh a legitimate dirtbag and uh then it seems like that wedding goes on in practically real time, uh, and then begins the uh, the long, slow descent from uh, a position of moral authority for uh, Vito's youngest son, uh, Michael Corleone, played by the legendary Al Pacino in a, re- in a remarkably restrained re- performance from Al Pacino. Uh, forgotten how how quiet he could be uh, in the past like twenty something years. He's been very loud. And basically, that's the story of, of The Godfather. It's a parallel track between uh, Vito and his struggles to stay in power after a failed assassination attempt, and then how Michael is pulled into the family, uh, basically because he's the only one competent enough. Uh, his his older brother, uh, Sonny, played by James Caan, is too hot-headed, and his other brother, uh, Fredo, the famously Fredo Corleone, is basically a famously... Uh, uh, pop culture metaphor for general fuck up and uh, played by John Cazale and neither of those brothers are, are really qualified to really run the family uh, <clears throat> spoiler alert Sonny is killed uh, in brutal fashion which Monica may have slept through no I saw that part did you she have your contacts reaching, in? she was reaching for her phone at that I moment was to text and it you actually an, <laughs> became an argument I was like hey hold the phone and she was like you can pause it and I was just like I'm all right I studied film in college it's very important to me <laughs> yes. so you can already understand why uh you know, watching films in general is problematic mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with with Monica. Um, <laughs> uh, she, she prefers her phone um, and her dog. I was just um, texting Gina. No, I, hey, look, it's not good enough. Um, I just so, need the address. So yeah, she saw him get brutally murdered thanks to me. Thanks to <laughs> and her contact lenses. Yeah. Well, that well, was yes. that was about an hour okay. before yeah, that. But I can't believe that was even a consideration. Like, because she was struggling to. Put the yeah. contacts in, which is a whole nother discussion <laughs> for somebody that's had contacts for, you know, the better part of probably My two decades. <laughs> and um, because she was dehydrated from being sick and I was like, hey, drink water. She's like, oh, anyway. yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. um, yes. 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 This is a yes. journey for us all. I saw him die, though. That's the point. You saw him die. Yeah, he got yeah. shot a bunch. Shot a bunch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, basically they pay off the favor from the opening scene by asking that funeral director to put Sonny's body back together so his mother yeah. could have a proper funeral for him. Except for the back hair, which Monica Ooh, many times pointed hair. out was very, very disgusting. Ooh, like way too much back hair. Yeah. I get that like laser hair removal wasn't a thing back then. No, it really wasn't. But like really they a shame. They didn't even have lasers back then. His back hair was like blotchy and patchy and curly but inconsistent and also distributed over the entirety of his body it seemed it wasn't just like back hair it was like shoulder neck upper arm like it was really even gross. though when mo green is getting his massage spoilers 
pause. That's what we have to do with spoilers. Pause. Yeah, and pause. then when Mo Green gets assassinated, who else has a disgusting uh, back hair? Uh, Monica actually let that one slide. Probably. I was probably looking at my she was phone. On her phone. Probably <laughs> looking at your phone at that time. Did not see Mo Green's hair. No. Very, very hairy I'm, as well. I'm going to be honest. I did notice the hair, but I just assumed it was Sonny. <laughs> Jesus it's just a hirsute man it must she be sunny assumed the character that was killed 40 minutes prior <laughs> who was getting a massage was back we'll get into a little bit which was really fun about this movie um and also sad um was the fact that um many of the theories that had come up that monica would uh you know you know not really think through and just like present yeah, yeah. as like oh i wonder if you know, Don Corleone is faking it right now. Like, I so, thought he might be faking so everyone, it. That would be an so awesome twist. The like, rest of the, the mob world is just, like thinks he's weaker than you. That would be amazing, shot five right? five times at point blank range. No, but like, what are, A, what's the likelihood that he survived that? Like, that was already sort of amazing. So we don't know. Like, if he survived, maybe he survived and he was like doing okay. And then they have him carry him into the house like on a stretcher and like make this whole big scene about it. But in actuality, he's like holed up in that room and all like the women and children leaves all of a sudden he just like sits up and like you know takes off that like robe and like has his suit on underneath and he's totally fine so that's what i imagine that's an interesting point because and not and not not as a legitimate point yes i agree that is <laughs> fundamentally ridiculous but uh <clears throat> one of the things i want to talk about with this film is that um it's so famous that even even someone like monica who's probably gone out of her way to avoid watching this film Indeed you, i have you had to have like recognized things from other films in this film did you did you notice anything like any of the reference points or <laughs> yeah like when you were on instagram did you like find any godfather memes <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i that's really funny that you asked that because there was something and it was significant and it's and i was like talk to gina about that and now it's like slipping my mind but there was something totally uh irrelevant that you're not hitting on but that I think is really important. No, go for it. Um, and so it's less of a theme and more just of a really significant resemblance that I found. I, I am so excited about and, this. And uh, you'll have to describe to your audience what this is. But I very much feel, I hope you screenshot this, Reed. I asked you to screenshot it and send it, it to me. Yeah. Um, at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. I guess Diane Keaton, who, again, I'm shocked that that was Diane Keaton, did not recognize her yeah, at all. Yeah, she looks very different. She looks so different. Her eyebrows are so skinny. Yes. So... Diane Keaton, she like sees what's going on. Like she sees that Michael is like the new Don. Yeah. Like shit is official. And she turns and she looks. And I swear to God, she looks just like this. (laughs) The girl from Hereditary. It is the girl from Hereditary. The girl from Hereditary. Yeah. And Reed has the screenshot. It's on my computer though. Oh, that's really unfortunate. It's okay. We can show the Hereditary girl who probably has Down syndrome. Anyway, not the greatest look for an American icon. No, she's like a working actress. She's like a, yes. But she has a very odd face. She's a very, so yeah. I, I guess I could see that that sort of like look <laughs> of like incomprehension. Um, <laughs> and at the end, we're like she's like looking at the. Let's start to try to keep it linear, moving forward. <laughs> no, not at all. Not impossible. At all. So basically, the ending is you know Diane Keaton's character is <laughs> is told by told by Michael Corleone that he did not he is not a murderer. Basically, she wants to know if. Um, uh, if, if he actually killed uh, the people that he was accused of killing, because basically Talia Shire comes back and and accuses uh, Michael of killing her husband, who is beating her, and Diane Keaton is there to see it, and then she's like, D- "Is that true? Did you really do that?" And then um, 
And Michael's like, no. And then she feels relief for a minute. And then she sees uh, Michael, you know, in with uh, in with his mob cronies, you know, through the door. And it's a very famous shot that has been mimicked so many times in film since then. And then she gives the look, uh, the hereditary look when she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, he really is a bad guy. Yeah. Forever the hereditary the look. The hereditary look, <laughs> yeah. the look of incomprehension, the look of the, the demon possession isn't she realizing in that moment the 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 choice to accept the lie like and then she does yeah i think so i i don't remember exactly what happens in godfather part two but i know that um i mean i'm not saying it was a bad film i'm just saying it's been like 10 years since i've seen it and i was mostly concerned with the with the robert de niro stuff because that was gotcha very cool to me um yeah so i i don't i i'm not I don't. I, I think they get divorced or something like that. I don't remember exactly what happens. But anyway, spoiler no alert. Spoilers here. No spoilers. <laughs> not important to the film. Most what if I wanted to watch the second one? <laughs> you should. You it's probably a very should. Good it's film. arguably better than it's the first. Arguably, one. yes. Yeah. It's arguably it's better. better. It's really okay. good. All right. So you saw The Godfather, kind of. No, uh, I saw. I watched it. I saw it. You guys, I mostly in that two thirds like, in focus. That should be like a thing on your your podcast, like the actual, um, like taken in runtime of a film for some of the women that are watching these bro films. Like actually, like monitoring how much of the film they watch. I mean, because I mean, for a two hour and fifty seven minute movie, I think you probably took in like two thirty. I was watching all of it because every time I so much as looked away, you were like, "Watch! You have to watch." It was very intense. I was just I, like, "Dude, chill!" Like it, you bought it on your computer. Like we can rewind. Yeah, <laughs> but one, no, we rented it actually. So you uh, for thirty. So the thirty days, like okay, but if you start watching it, you only have forty eight hours. You finish. only have forty eight hours. That's correct. So, yeah. so we still have time. like another twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. the podcast is now. <laughs> yes, yes. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted. I wanted a live air relationship dissolution. <laughs> All because of The Godfather, and I'm getting it right now. I'm so happy with everything. No, she did a decent job, all things considering who she is. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, Thank you so much. She's such a flibberty gibbet. That. <laughs> what does a flibberty gibbet? <laughs> I know. She, she wants to talk about that now. <laughs> I mean, a flibberty gibbet is arguably more interesting than this movie was. That's like a 1920s was. term for like, uh, for like, uh, uh, like a frivolous woman. No. Flibberty gibbet. Fliberty gibbet. I like that yeah. word. I like it too. Yeah. Such a fliberty gibbet. That's you. I love it. Thank you. Can we talk about, uh, was it Talia Shire? Is that yes. Uh, she's by far the weakest link in this movie, right? Yeah, she's like, a the sister. Way she, like, that's the only reason she's Oh, in the yeah. Movie. And like, uh, and like, I was watching this with, with, with my producer, Kate, and like, we were commenting on how fucking over the top she is. Like, it was, it was... It's it's like supposed to be a harrowing scene of like domestic violence, but oh, no, like, she ruins it. She does like she, the '80s dance. She is so the hair, over the like top, moving away from domestic abuse. And like something about Francis Copeland hiring his family because he famously hired his daughter Sophia yes. uh, in Godfather Part Three, and not, she not destroys great. that film too. And like it's an even more substantial part. He just needs to stop hiring his relatives. Um, Got everything else right. Everything else, yeah. But it, it really stands out. It's pretty terrible. It did yeah. really She's like stand in slow out. motion trying to run away. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> She's also like not beautiful. So I, I generally whoa, expect whoa, like, whoa, whoa. I, hey, I'll own it. Like right. I generally I mean, expect like, okay, bad actress, but really attractive. I don't expect like bad actress and unattractive. I just sort of feel like you, you get either or, or you get really lucky. You get like a Charlize Theron, you get both, you know? Yeah. I didn't expect 
none of the above. Are you saying an actress has to be beautiful to make it? I'm saying I just would, you know, if if I'm not watching her acting, I want to at least be like enjoying the enjoying visuals her of what's presence. happening. You sound like a yeah. movie studio head from the 50s, hey, 60s, 70s, I'll 80s, take 90s, it. and today. I'll hire that flibberty jibbit if she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be known that that like that perspective also inhabits women. <laughs> I mean, sure I would I would submit that I would prefer not to see a bad actress period whether or not she's no i agree but like wouldn't it have helped a little bit (laughs) i suppose i mean i guess there's something to that i suppose i i say that with a not insignificant amount of discomfort in inside this very female friendly space that i'm in but um (laughs) let's unpack this i'm the femininity coach and i will call it as i see it (laughs) that's right but not the feminist coach Femininity, Look. not the feminism coach. Yeah. <laughs> you can be the feminism coach. It's okay. I'll be hated after your podcast. It's fine. You're already. You should have introduced me as Reed Whitman's girlfriend <laughs> instead of who I really am. If you're gonna suck. <laughs> at least look pretty. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just saying it's not usually. Fight, it's just know? not usually what I expect. I'm. I mean, I'm used to you know. Porn. One of the two. I'm not used to porn, but I'm just used to one of the two, or I'm used to, you know both things being great and i think that's that's delightful you know i mean i think it's pretty hard for women out there and i'm happy you brought this up <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a very important feminist <laughs> topic yes yeah, so have- read the consummate feminist <laughs> over here i think you know that's a different discussion but mm-hmm. yeah this uh right before the podcast i i do want to bust read for saying that we're saying that for women, divorce is an industry. So we have we have two very bad feminists. I mean, that was a, that was a joke um, that unfortunately has a lot of truth that I think we should talk about at some point tonight um, because there's a lot of men that struggle out there. There, I yeah, I, men know, struggling. A lot of straight <laughs> white men out there that are hurting white men that are today, just hurting because they were hurt yesterday. Yeah, and we just expect yeah. the night to change it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yep. that that's. We all feel so bad for this, you. This That's episode, the problem. That's the problem. This episode might not air as well. <laughs> I think people can tell I'm joking. We may just have to. We may just skip a number. <laughs> we just go from 23 to 25 in the episode order. Uh, well, that's not encouraging. <laughs> I, I mean, what I said wasn't nearly as controversial as what Reed just said. So right. what I said was mostly a joke, but you know. Anyway. Well, at the very least, we we can we can all agree that Talia Shire is a very Shit bad actress. actress. Yeah. Yes. Horrible. Not good at all. Super dramatic. Super dramatic. Not yeah. good. It really cheapened that scene because it, that was kind of like the emotional crux of the film. Like basically, basically, uh, you know, Al Pacino's murder of of that character um, is is what disillusions Diane Keaton's character. Is what basically it. It's his murder. Like he's not, you know, he's killing like other mobsters and he's fighting wars. But like, it's not personal. It's just business. That's what they say. Until he kills Talia Shire's husband, then it becomes personal. And that's basically when he loses his soul. And then she fucks it up by just being a terrible actress. In in an otherwise, I would agree, read an otherwise pretty much perfect piece of filmmaking. Not necessarily my cup of tea. Mm. But, um, all right, uh, what I mentioned earlier was that The Godfather is um, is an iconic film to the point where there are so many other films that have aped it, like, it has become not just in, in like, film culture, but, like, you know, you'll see, like, rappers will, like, will, like, 
purposely like you know uh uses iconography uh like snoop dogg's like second record was the dog father and he like did a whole very similar uh like layout on his Such a stupid it's name. A stupid name i agree so doggy style mm-hmm. doggy style was his first doggy style is classic um yes um but you see that a lot and the problem i had when i was looking for clips uh of of this film is that the trailer is actually wordless the official trailer from uh, 1972 is just a it's just the love theme uh over a bunch of still photographs and then the um and then the scenes themselves are quite long and like i didn't want to cheapen the experience uh by playing uh a shorter version of it thank you for that uh so what i have instead a little bit of an experiment i'm actually going to play something that was influenced by the godfather uh and then we can see because i really wanted to talk about someone who's completely uninitiated from the film how much how much you may have just sort of absorbed it just by being a human being in the united states and uh how it has permeated our culture so we're going to play something that is not the godfather but definitely influenced by the godfather and we're going to start that uh with a trailer in just a second hold on Disco Godfather. Let's meet and greet the Disco Godfather. All right, we just watched the trailer for Disco Godfather from 1978, starring Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, for no other reason other than I just love to make people watch the trailer to Disco Godfather. <laughs> it's legitimately a thing that I do. I, I did a whole solo show two years ago just so I could force the audience to watch Disco Godfather. They didn't know that. Basically, the same thing happened. I, I didn't tell them what was going to happen. Then I'm like... Now we're going to watch Disco Godfather, and then I force them to watch it, just like I made you guys do it. I'm really glad I missed that show, Gina. Yeah, <laughs> I invited you to it. You did not show up. And yeah, not Rudy's best work. So the point is, <laughs> Disco Godfather is just fucking cool. All right, that's all I got to say <laughs> about close that. close to you. It has <laughs> one fan. <laughs> Disco Godfather has way more than one fan. I can tell you that right now. Why did I show that other than the fact that I, I really like torturing my friends? 
I don't think I have another reason. Anyway, <laughs> The Godfather. <laughs> Let's go back to that. What? That, what? <laughs> That's it? <laughs> My fucking show, I can do whatever I want with it. No, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I won't. But I don't get it. <laughs> I guess the idea is that, you know, the God, you know, here's the thing. Like, this movie was huge. And, like, The Godfather. It, Disco Godfather. Not Disco Godfather, although it should have been. Surprise. I think Disco Godfather should have been. Everybody involved in that movie lost mo- money. Lost money. And respect. <laughs> and respect. Disco Godfather is. All is, for your admiration. Classic, not worth it. It's a classic, <laughs> you guys. I will make you watch Disco Godfather. Please don't. The actual film. There is no film. No, there is. That can't be. That was very much a film. He. It's how Tucker. long is it? It's like an hour and a half. <laughs> and he, Christ. and he fights an Angel Dust Syndicate. And um, of course, and it's wonderful. Wonderful. And it is kind of similar to The Godfather in the sense that um, he refuses to deal with narcotics, and it proves to be his downfall. Actually, uh, except for the people that approve this movie, were definitely under the influence of something. <laughs> they were probably. For sure. under, they were probably also on Angel Dust. Yes, that's true. Uh, no, I show that to you because you know the film uh the godfather is is so endemic into the culture that you can still see echoes of it and like even like the cheapest films you could imagine were like trying to echo it i i actually found something even cheaper that i protected you from scarface there's, no there's there's a film called jadon the godfather it's it's nigerian <laughs> and it's about it's about a midget that uh <laughs> That becomes the Godfather. That's so much better. Than <laughs> Sounds and, amazing, actually. And like, and put and, your weight like, into it. And like, <laughs> there's, there's, yes, put your weight on it. Put your weight on it. Put he has weight on. It, I'm sorry. He has less weight to put on it. But um, and there's there's a computer animated demon that flies around in it. So that's what I. That's that was the other option was to play clips from Jadon the Godfather. Which, Pick wrong. <laughs> the audio was much worse on that one. All right, so. I guess my question to you, Monica, is how much of The Godfather, when you were watching it, did you already recognize? I mean, I think I already knew the general plot of The Godfather before watching it, probably just because I've heard so much about the film and um, it sort of followed suit with like other mob movies, you know, so it didn't feel that radically different like every time Reed, i'm sure that this is like sacrilege what i'm about to say but like every time reed was like oh we're gonna watch the godfather i mean i kept saying goodfellas like i kept confusing the two movies yeah. because i was like oh haven't i already seen that and he's like no the godfather and i was like oh what the fuck is the difference and and i second that now having watched the movie i mean they're obviously two very different films they're but they completely different films yes very much but there's also the themes are very similar the tones are very similar that's the like saying like one dress from one designer has a similar color to another and that they're and the it same. might and it might have a similar color it might be the same except drastically different because it the might, other they like might both film. be cocktail dresses you know whatever but the point is there there have been similarities to many films that i've seen although i haven't seen the godfather it yeah. felt like i'd seen it before and but it, but i knew that it felt like I'd seen it before because other films were imitating it and not the other way around. Yeah, gotcha. kind of like what I said before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's weird. Weird. Like that weird echoing effect. All right, yeah. Reed. Uh, this film was very important to you. And even after forcing you to watch Disco Godfather. Uh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Which made me appreciate The Godfather that much more. Tell us about like when you, when you first discovered The Godfather. Oh, wow. I actually don't even remember the first time I saw it. I know the first time I actually dissected it was in college. I had to like break down the film for a paper that I wrote. 
Um, but I will say I really enjoyed it this time because I feel like when it comes to, you know, classics, I mean, there's nothing profound about it, but you definitely see little things that you'd never seen before. Yeah. Like spoilers when the, uh, the mass assassination of the, uh, of the, um, the head of the, the five families, like little things, like when the guy gets stopped in the, uh, the revolving door, right. um, and shot, like the way, you know, the two bullet shots in the glass, like frame the shooter's eye. Like, it's just like. Oh yeah, it just was, makes you like yeah. rethink how much effort was put into each one of these shots. Now that one's a little more obvious mm-hmm. because it's you know flat on like like it can be interpreted as art, but I, it makes me want to watch it again and kind of just look at every little Without thing. Without Monica, yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's a little look. It's you know we're, let's get serious about it. Like I think there's a very low chance that you know Monica will see Godfather Part Two. And no, and I would watch. Th- part two i mean i'm not opposed to it i think there's a there's a zero percent chance that i'll watch the godfather again i get that yeah. all right so when you saw did you were you not looking at your phone when that happened did you do you, do you remember that scene that reads i do to? remember the scene really well but also because like getting trapped in one of those revolving doors is sort of a fear of mine oh yeah so, like, oh it's a horrible that. scene it's like ugh. Yeah. yeah, like that's more so I noticed. Yeah. I was like, oh no, oh. In the 80s, my mom got stopped in one of those and robbed at gunpoint. What? Wow. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Holy shit. I told you a lot of stuff. Poor Juanine. Like how the Godfather 2 is. Um, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, that's a very scary place to be. And it's just, and the guy's reaction is just so, I will say this movie, I really, for the first time that I've seen it, I was, maybe it's because I'm getting a little bit older and I relate to violence differently. Yeah. But man, I felt incredibly uncomfortable throughout, even when I know what was I knew what was going to happen next, which I think is just another testament to how you know brilliant the movie is. It's just really uncomfortable. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no, that's, that was a great scene. That was there's yeah. a lot of like there's a lot of really smart touches in there, and like this has been like my first time I'd seen it in uh, maybe ten years or so. Um, I think maybe even longer than that. And like I remember when I watched it the first time, I I wasn't I don't I didn't want to like it. Because there was like this little bit of like um, rivalry between it and Goodfellas, not for real, but like among like film fans, like oh, Goodfellas is so much better, blah blah blah. It's that's all subjective. It's, it's all subjective. It's, it's such a dumb conversation. To have. Yeah, like they're both totally different. Both totally they're different great. films, but uh, or you don't like them, that's fine too. Also fine. I respect the Monica. <laughs> I don't disrespect either one of these movies. <laughs> like I'm, I'm happy that I watched it. I don't I'm regret watching it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Monica, uh, what, what's a film for you that, that means as much to you as, as uh, The Godfather means for Reed? Do you have any films that are like... Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, I mean, well, like, I like every other um, girl that was, like, you know, between the ages of 10 and 16 when Titanic came out mm-hmm. uh, would be Titanic. Would be of course, like, yeah. You know, f- super pivotal. Um, and then, I don't know, like... When I think of a movie that sort of had, then this is going to sound really random, but like some similar characteristics, but also completely like radically different. I sort of think of the movie Blow and I loved the movie Blow and it really like that was one of my favorite movies. Okay. All right. So this is what Reed's talking about. Yeah. This is a great example. Uh, Blow. uh, Johnny Depp. And Penelope Cruz. And Penelope Cruz. More of a Goodfellas ripoff, uh, Mm -hmm. I would say, but definitely... uh, Fun fact, I've not seen the film. Oof, so good. There we go. Looks like we're going to watch it. Looks like you're going to watch it. Yes. It's not a bad film. No, I've heard good things. So I just it's never not a bad it. film, but it's it's like, but it's very much structured like The Godfather, very much structured, a little more like Goodfellas, but, you know, same kind of like 
tone and structure. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that Blow was such a, a big film for you uh, because it was formative, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, you were young when you saw it. So I was young when I saw it. And also, I just think like Penelope Cruz was at her best. Like, that's yeah. like when I like really like took notice of her as an actress like she plays this like insane character but also just like vulnerable and like possessed by this lifestyle and super dramatic and like losing her mind and on drugs and like I don't know like she's just sort of everything she's such a like roller coaster of the factors in that film and I was just like wow so yeah interesting well I think you guys should check it out yeah I have seen Titanic which is a great film a Titanic times, is all yes. Times. Titanic also a great film yes. But that, I'm not a monster. You're not a monster, <laughs> dude. You're not. You have, you have some potentially retrograde opinions on divorce, but other than that, you're not. I feel like a we all do once you dive enough. Uh, all right. So, um, so uh, in The Godfather, there's um, there's a sub theme about um, about how basically. Uh, they have to solidify their power, uh, and then um, my question is: is that when I was watching it this time, uh, the last hour or so is basically the Corleone family circling the wagons and taking on the rest of the families, and then basically just killing everybody, and then uh, taking over the rackets. I suppose. Uh, I thought. Having seen so many, like, having seen The Sopranos, basically, I had a little bit of a hard time swallowing that, that they could just, like, kill seven people or however many people and then basically win the entire mob war, whereas, like... Yeah, yeah so, yeah. It seemed really far-fatched. Yeah, like, and, but I think... I think like, in, even like, you made a comment about, like, well, like, what are... Wait, what, what did you say? You basically said something regarding, like... Wait, so what about all the other people? Like everyone else is just going to accept this now? Because it's not like the when you take out the head of a family, there's other people in line too. They're not just going to be like, oh, I guess the Corleones have taken over now. Yeah. Like there's probably going to be some pushback and vengeance, right? It's not just Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, and of course there is another film. Yeah, sure. And I, in, in one half of Godfather Part Two, it's about Michael further consolidating power. But when they made Godfather, they didn't know that they were going to make a second film like there was a book and Godfather is basically the book uh, and it basically ends with that mm-hmm. with that consolidation of power I think we talk about the influence of the film but like there's also like a there's also like the 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 opposite quality because like now that we've seen all this other entertainment that has come out like Sopranos or even Goodfellas where I think that a greater attention to like the shittiness of the mob is is being paid because like i think in godfather they're like a little bit larger than life and a little bit more like kind of hyper competent mm-hmm. uh whereas you see in the sopranos they're just they're really shallow and kind of dumb and they can barely like shoot straight um do you feel read that 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 has changed your appreciation of the film or or do you completely disagree with me on that well, one thing, the only thing I'll have to point out, I'm pretty sure Monica's in the same boat with this. I have actually not seen The Sopranos. I also have not seen The Sopranos. It's on my list. I was not allowed to watch violent things as a, as really? a kid, and wow. I haven't caught up. But <laughs> you have seen Goodfellas, which is basically, I have seen this. Just basically the Sopranos in, in movie form. Oh, is it? Okay. It's very similar. Um, so going back to your question, um, 
Can you reiterate it? One so more basically, time? contemporary uh, uh, versions of like the mob have been have been more um, more ground level and more almost like dark comedy because it seems to be more <laughs> influenced by uh, by Goodfellas and how they it portrayed the mob as kind of dumb mm. and like thuggish that just they got power because they were just more amoral than everybody else, not because that they were smarter. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a actually that's a really good question. I don't think I have the the knowledge to really come up with anything except make it up right now. Um, <clears throat> but uh, part of it, I think, is just at a certain point in in film and content in the late '80s, especially probably Scorsese had a big impact on it. It's just you know, like The Godfather is great, but again, it I wouldn't. It's not a. Sh- I wouldn't even put it in the rewatchable category too much. Now, if you see it on TV, you'll rewatch that scene. But it's yeah. a real investment where something like Goodfellas is highly stylized. Right. Um, and and I think the portrayal of the Corleone family, even though there is some flawed, like, you know, Sonny you know, is, you know, is a little more thuggish, but maybe not in the, the way that, you know, the mob has been portrayed in the last, you know, 20 years. But there is a thuggish nature to him. Um, I think it just has kind of just been a, a stylistic choice. It's a little more fun to watch um, more damaged characters as opposed to being damaged with character, like Don Corleone is clearly a murderer, um, but he's also a man of character. Um, and I think uh, when you look at people like the, the, the Goodfellas, there really aren't any redeemable characters in that yeah. in that show at oh all. God, yeah. um, but that also, I think, potentially makes it more interesting to, to for the audience to have to like look at their own flaws and kind of not feel guilty about it as much. Yeah, I would think, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I just think that, I, I don't expect everyone to have seen the Sopranos, but like it's a, it's inexcusable. We should watch it. No, it's not not at all. It's a, it's it's a significant time investment. But like, but like with Goodfellas, and and I, you know, I think you've seen like The Departed, yes. and stuff like that. That would have been terrible if I'm like, Ugh. and then it's like all turns into me like not <laughs> like, being a bro. It's like uh, <laughs> terrible. Seen any movies, yeah. <laughs> but like like The it's Departed. Like, but I love the Titanic. Yeah, and Land Before Time, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Which but is like, actually a bro film when you think about it. Just early bro days. Exactly. The, like the Goonies type stuff. Uh, but like, but like the, you know, that's kind of what we're, that's kind of the, the mob that we have now. We're not at the heroic mob anymore. The the Greek tragedy mob. We're at like the dumb fucking mob that just rules through luck and thuggishness. Um, Monica, when, when you saw that, when you saw The Godfather, did, did that, do you think that may have informed your opinion on it? Because it seems kind of old fashioned. The Godfather, that like they're portrayed. They're as... portrayed. They're like, like the way that they're portrayed. Yeah, like I. But I don't know that they were all portrayed like that. I felt like you know, Vito, right? That was the main character's name. Mm-hmm. Like Don Corleone, like the OG. Like I felt like he was portrayed as that. But like that was what made his character appealing, and like yeah. that's what made that that first scene like kind of draw you in. You were like, oh, like he wants this guy to present friendship to him and he wants to feel respected. And I get that. We all get that, you know? And, you know, and then we go into his ideas about narcotics and he's like, well, gambling is okay. Women are okay. But like narcotics, that's where I draw the line. Narcotics where you draw the line. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, so you sort of see this moral quality with him. And I, I feel like that's what makes him different than the other heads of the families. Okay. Um, which is sort of what makes it easy to watch them get shot down. You're mm-hmm. sort of like, well, whatever. Like you guys are amoral, so it's it's easier to watch. Um, and it almost seems like they have more of those like thuggish tendencies. 
I know. gotcha. No, I always always love it when I when I force the person who hates the movie to, to defend it. That's no, I she doesn't hate I it. I don't though. hate it at she all. Yeah. She, you, you respect it. But in you, that first scene, you, when the when the guy when was, was like trying to get Corleone to kill this 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 you know these two men that have disfigured his his amazing daughter. Yeah. Um. You know, even she was like waiting, like kind of like yeah. Now he's not gonna like pay your respects, dude. And yeah, then, like, I was like, finally, do it right. Like, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't about friendship. You know, uh, you know, the Don is too smart for that. It was kind of just like, just show that I'm here with a purpose that you wouldn't have sought out if I couldn't offer that to you, and that's it. And then that's what our relationship is. And because of that, one day, if it matters, you know, I'll call upon a favor. Yeah. So even in that moment, she was like, hell yeah, when he like finally kissed the ring, like when he, yeah, when I think it was actually when he, he brought the literally hand into kissed frame, the ring, yeah. And she was like, sweet, because you know. And I think that also inspired Monica saying that uh, she, she was like, I would make a great mobster, <laughs> which I immediately... Which what, has, what motivated that? I would love to hear that. Oh, yeah. Oh, just because, you know, I could curry favor with people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, a bit of a yes, transactional yes. lady. Yes. Um, Very transactional. Yeah. Um, yeah. You walk I my dog and I may call a sex upon you in the future. <laughs> Exactly. May. 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 But many more dog walks to happen. No, but <laughs> then I actually keep heard walking that, that dog. Having my limitations <laughs> as being her boyfriend, I was like, wait, she thinks she would she, she wants to be a mobster. And she clarified that she just thinks she would be good at it. I think she'd be good at because it. Because of her character. I mean they've had they've had female mobsters. The the most powerful member of the Columbia uh of the Colombian uh drug trade in the eighties was a was a woman. Yep. Um so they have they're out there we have pretty badass yeah pretty badass all right uh <laughs> interesting that you mentioned the narcotics angle because i'm gonna play another clip from disco godfather yes i am <laughs> i am making this happen i'm gonna shoehorn this in i do not care <sighs> but you're starting to feel that it's like not right right i don't care <laughs> i don't care this is my show i will drive it into the fucking ground if i want to Bitch, you know I know you. What's bugging you, man? Angel dust. That's what's bugging me. See if you players can ball that. Angel dust? Huh. That's kid stuff. I'm an instrument of the oldest profession there is. And in my business, nobody go around making zombies out of kids on the street. I lost one of my best ladies because of the whack. Sweet meat. I don't believe that shit. Because anywhere there's a dollar concern, you rhinestone studied punk fit out to get it, and I know it. The blocking was rather unusual. The blocking is a bit odd. <laughs> I agree. The blocking is a bit odd. That that was a clip from but Disco Godfather, by the way. <laughs> uh, the discussion of uh, why why uh, Angel Dust is whack. Uh, Angel Dust is whack. But uh, no, there's a biopic about him uh, starring Eddie Murphy coming to Netflix this year. Oh. So well, I'm case. just ahead of the fucking curve. Y'all really are. Y'all are whack. Well, yeah, it's like. <laughs> and I'm putting my weight on it. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. I mean, uh, yeah. I th- well, because it was hard for us to know because you can be a little monotone, right? <laughs> that like if it was ironic or not, like maybe you actually really like it. <laughs> You saw it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you saw the clip. You're like, Monica, and you've seen The Godfather. You got through it. I watched it. You watched it. it. Does done. it give you any <laughs> does it give you any greater I- insight into Reed or into like men in general? Um uh, no, not really. I I feel like The Godfather 
you know, when we look at the themes that it presents and this idea of like war and different like heads of household and, you know, I kind of just feel like it's the same as any larger scale war movie, but it's like making it very personal and it's putting a face on each of yeah. these like factions instead of it being like the Romans, the Greeks, the this and that. It's it's like making it personal, so it's making it more interesting. And so I can see how that's sort of this like hyper masculine, like universal theme. Um Knowing Reed, I feel like his interest in it is less bro-y and more that it's just like a great piece of art and a really beautifully done film with, I think, overall some pretty uh, well-defined characters outside of the sister because she's horrible. Um, right. <laughs> I know. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I certainly appreciate Reed's appreciation for great films and I'm glad he wanted to share it with me. Aww. It's a little too clean. I mean, it, it's it's a bit. It's a that no, who's full, full <laughs> was heartwarming, but a little bit much. But um, <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, that is all the time we have for today, uh, Monica. You are not a comedian, but if there are any listeners out there that are looking to transition their genders, <laughs> let us know where uh, where they can find you on the internet. Oh, you can find me at monicaprata.com. That is P R A T A. And uh, yeah, or you could just, you know, shoot Gina a message and she can connect you. Yeah, That's cool too. I'll hook you up. I'll yeah. hook you up. Uh, and Reed, uh, where can everyone find you uh, on the internet? Uh, yeah, I don't really use it a lot. I see you on Twitter. Yeah, really? I think so. Oh. He also has a website. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you really want to just close your eyes and visualize a tall white dude uh, and you'll see me there <laughs> waving <laughs> <you> awkwardly. <laughs> Visualize a tall white dude. Yeah. <laughs> you will see Reed there. That sounds so poetic. Yeah. Visualize a tall white dude. And you will see Reed there. That sounds like that sounds like the book that sounds like the Gospel of Saint Timothy, actually. How spiritual of you. Uh, <laughs> uh and as always, my name is Gina Bloom. You can find me on all social media at Gina Bloom, J E E N A B L O O M. Uh if you're in the LA area, you can catch me on Sit and Spin on September seventeenth at the Comedy Central stage. And uh, and always uh, right here, all episodes uh, streaming on the More Banana Network of Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. Uh, we are nearly done with the season, uh, and then we'll be back uh, for season two, hopefully soon. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and please always put your weight on it. <laughs> <laughs>